So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how many podcasts you've listened to. I'm just going to start here because this is how bad our podcasts are. Um, it's very <laughs> unprofessional. We've just had a nice little chat, um, but just getting straight into it. I am joined by, today I'm joined by, I, actually, you introduce yourself. I feel like YouTuber, okay. you, you can you can introduce yourself. Yeah. All right. So, I'm Adam Fogg, uh, 22, originally from England, lived in Australia for 15 years of my life. My parents have now relocate, relocated back to England. Um, yeah, and I go to college out in America, Drake University. Uh, I've got one more year out there. Uh, I'm a 1500 runner, mostly. Um, but kind of over the last few months, I have kind of ventured into the longer distance sort of races, 5K, 10K. But for the time being, uh, I'll call myself a miler. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. It's, uh, it's good to be on here. You're basically a um, another version of Charles Hicks 2.0. From the UK, yeah. goes to a nicer country with nicer weather, runs really fast, loses oh. the accent, and then seems to... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an easier vest. It's an easier international vest, isn't it? And that's, that's why. Well, I mean, well, I'm not in a minute. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully one day. Yeah, yeah. Don't know why I said that actually, because it's definitely not an easier international vest. In a minute, <laughs> yeah, the UK is pretty solid. Very, um, very. So, like you said, Adam Fog, Fog Dog. I did have this little segment I want to put down and just get it out of the way first. And I just want you to finish the lyrics, if that's all right. And then we're going to talk <laughs> about the meaning behind them. So. Adam Fogg with the Fog Dog straight to the top, and I'm, I'm going to let you take it from there. But I just want you to oh, talk you're testing, the it. testing me here. I didn't write this song, you know. It's uh, Adam Fogg with the Fog Dog straight to the top with the bass drop, pace too hot. So uh, I think the bass drop uh, is a rapping term, I guess, and then uh, pace too hot refers to the running. So pretty clever stuff. Shout out to Jack Hunter, actually. Uh, he's a magician with the lyrics it is it's it's definitely by far the greatest youtube intro on the planet <laughs> um you used to think back to the athlete specials 21 pilots uh what well, westfly had stormzy but i mean adam fogg with the fog dog it's yeah ah, amazing. Isn't it? can't beat that amazing. yeah and yeah. also do you, one part says um and all you see is drake university and it's about how you go in front is is the Drake University logo on the back or the front? Because I'm a bit confused. No, no, the front. We've we've got nothing on our vests at the back actually. We should. So should put a little bulldog or Drake or something on the back because then you really would see. Yeah. Drake, but you don't. You see my. So it's just a good wordplay. You have to fit it in there, and it just yeah, it just yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it worked and, out right. And I'm just going to get some of the dodgy questions out of the way. Um. Matt Ramsden, Stuart McSwain, or Ollie, Ollie O'Hall, which one is your least favourite and which one's your favourite? Just one Oh, God. Put me on the spot here. Uh, I don't know any of them particularly well. Um, Stewie, you can't really say anything bad about him. He's broken the Australian records for, well, 1,500 mile. Has he got the 3K? Yeah, 3K, yep. 5K. Not the 5K, but 10K. Um just running incredibly so i'd have to say stewie is probably my favorite um and then to to keep things uh pc uh ollie Hoare, he's in the olympic team he's got to be number two so that puts ramson at number three not for any reason but you gotta you gotta have a top and you gotta have a 
middle and you've got to have a bottom when there's three people. So we'll go Stewie, Ollie and Matt in that order. Very diplomatic. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm happy that you said that or disappointed. But no, I think you've got to agree. I think Rambo is probably my... I think he's got the most fiery personality though. But yeah, he's, he's not in the Olympic team, is he? And even though he is <laughs> running very well now, he just ran a 7.35, yeah, yeah. 3K, something like that. So Yeah. You've got to feel a bit bad for him, to be honest. Because I remember, I think it was in January uh, in Australia. I was in Australia at the time. Um, he ran the 1500 Olympic qualifier. He was right, like he won Australian 5K nationals. Um, so it's time he would have been thinking like, oh, I'll do the double, you know, 1500 Olympic qualifier. No one else really had it. I mean, Stewie had it obviously, but, um, and then you get Jai Edwards coming through winning nationals, like Ollie Hoare just running incredibly over in America. Um, yeah, like Gregson thought he'd make the team and then he's just, it's crazy the depth now because Gregson was like way down that list. Um, but yeah, you've got to feel a bit bad for Matt. Um, great season. Yeah. But Shane Smith's that team. I think as well, since you're technically have interest in all three of these different countries, the USA, Australia, and the UK, it's, it's interesting that UK and Australia definitely have a better 1500 meter team than the USA. And I, Controversial one, but what are your opinions on that? Do you think that's true? And also, who do you think is going to come out on top in Tokyo? Yeah, um, Jakob, in a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well, Chariot's back in there now as well. I think uh, out of those three countries, um, oh, America is so strong. They're all so strong. I think, I think Kerr is actually looking really good. When yeah. Kerr ran that 331, pretty much solo. Like, he was paced to, what, 800K maybe? And, yeah, he's looking so good. Um, Haywood has been running really well. I feel, like, I feel like Haywood, in a proper race, would be kind of on par with Nagoose because I think Nagoose can go a little bit quicker. Um, I don't know. The, the Australian boys, Stewie is obviously the standout at the moment but Jai Jai when he's in real good form like he, he can beat Stewie and then Ollie Hoare as well you can't really go past that I think the Australians could could do it I, which is so weird to say because a couple of years ago they would not have a chance but um, based on overall top three I think Australia could do it um, honestly it's so hard to say I, I'll go with GB I'll go with GB okay. just because I'm in England and I've got the three lines on, even though none of them are English. I think if you put man to man, oh no, they're all Scottish, aren't they? It's typical. Yeah. Oh no, Wales. JK was Wales. It's, it's, it's yeah, nice yeah. to have a Welsh runner in there because we normally just have all Scottish runners. But like, if you put man to man, it is really hard. Like Josh Kerr versus Stewie. We haven't really seen Josh Kerr in a fast, fast race this year, so we don't really know. Stewie's yeah. obviously run 329. Jai Edwards versus Whiteman. Whiteman's a 329 runner, but. Yeah. Also, Jai Edwards around 348 for the mile, 349 for the mile, yeah, something like that. 349, yeah, yeah, mad. <sighs> Ridiculous. Um, and then, obviously, the US, I need to ask you about this. Cole Hawker, we've seen his pace on, on the screen, on, on TV, on YouTube, whatever. What's it like actually being in a race against him? How, how does that oh, feel? Yeah, unreal. Like, uh, I didn't have him in my heat at... Uh, nationals outdoor or at nationals indoor um so i've only raced him once i raced him in the national mile final indoor 
And he was obviously like the huge favourite going into that. I think he indoor was like the clear, clear favourite. Outdoor, it was a bit more, you know, there was Elliot Kipsang, the Goose, yeah. um, well, and and others. It was a stacked, stacked field. Um, but yeah, I mean, when Cole Hocker took that, took that final on, and I can't even really remember, but I think he went for it pretty early on. Um, I was I was a fair way back and I saw him kind of go to the front. I moved up pretty well. Um, and he just runs away from you completely. Like I, I moved into third. I overtook Bizamana. Um, yeah. And I was then right on the tail of Elliot Kipsang, who was kind of right on the tail of Cole Hocker with probably, I don't know, five or 600 to go. And literally in that last five or 600, he put four seconds on me, two seconds on Kipsang. And it, it looked like he really only started to turn the gears with, I don't know, three, 300 to go probably. Um, and that last 200, I was, I was going backwards. I remember Trackstar actually commented on my Instagram, uh, do you want some dip? Because I got done on the line. I got pushed back into fourth, obviously. Because I, I was just ruined in that last lap. And Cole Hocker, um, yeah, got to give huge credit to him for, for what he's done this year. It's unbelievable. I don't think probably 1% of the people who have heard of him now had heard of him a year ago. So it's just mad what he's doing. Um, yeah. That race was just a warm-up for his 3K, really. Let's be honest. That's all he's doing is just in some strides, last 200. Yeah, and then in the end, yeah, back an hour later. yeah, which is crazy to come back and win the 3k. Like, I, I was completely wrecked. He beat me by four seconds. I, I wouldn't have broken 10 minutes for a 3k an hour and a half after that. What, what, what yeah. was going through your head that last hundred? How, how soon did you know that Wally Tullerman was coming, coming oh, behind you? I knew from, from like 200 out going into that last, going into that last lap, I, I was. I was definitely worried. I had a pretty big gap, but I knew that my legs weren't really ready to work in the way that I wanted them to work. Um, and I knew that obviously we'll lead, uh, even though he didn't look great in the national heats, he had to actually work pretty hard um, at nationals in the mile indoor um, to make that final. I knew that he'd be coming for me. And then with, with a hundred to go, I was still in third, came around the bend and, and I moved wide. I've, I've been known to kind of make make that mistake a little bit in the past where you, you kind of move a little bit wide, not trying to block the person, but just because your your brain's not really working properly. You're just trying to get to the line. You've got those like lactic arms. And yeah, he, he came through on the inside. I could hear him coming. And thankfully, I ended up fourth, not fifth or sixth or seventh even, because I think I think there was a kind of herd of people coming, coming for me in the end. Um, yeah, I think he beat me by point. 06 so it was actually a lot closer than I thought like looking yeah. looking back at the video it was very very close in the actual race I remember thinking like oh he's 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 got me here and yeah I was just in that home straight I was ready for it to be to be over I, I mean to come forth after I can remember watching your videos before must have been a lap round regional time like you weren't sure if you were even going to make the the nationals at all which, yeah what was it 358 359.03, yeah. And I thought I was out, without a doubt. I was like, no way I'm going. Yeah, got in, got lucky. With, with Drake, you tend to race until like regionals, or I'm not sure like the actual terminology for the US, but you kind of race, even though it is a D1, you kind of race more low-key races, don't you, throughout the like 
I don't know what, like pre, not pre-season, but sort of in the early stages of the season. It's kind yeah. of like, interestingly, quite slow races. How was that sort of solo racing to try and still chase the times? Yeah, uh, it, it definitely makes it tough. Um, when I came back to America from Australia, uh, a week and a half after that, we went to the Iowa State Classic, which is where I was running the mile. It's, in the end, it turned out to be the mile time that qualified me for nationals. But yeah, uh, the field was all right. I ended up coming second to Jack Anstey, who ran 358.8 something. Um, so he just beat me on the line, but I led pretty much the whole thing. Um, and as soon as I finished, that was my first time breaking four. I was like, it's great to, you know, be a sub four miler. Um, but you can literally see me in the video. I go over to my coach and I'm just like, that is so frustrating. Cause I, I knew all these people were running, you know, 357, 358, whatever, um, getting these times that were going to qualify for nationals. And I knew that if I was in a, a slightly quicker race, um, I could have gone quicker. I didn't really care about winning that race. Uh, I just wanted to run fast. And I thought 359.03 wasn't going to be quite quite enough for nationals. Um, but I mean, overall, in terms of like the other races that we did, it, it worked out. It's, I guess, kind of like good, good practice for at least like mentally to have to lead a race and kind of work hard. And it's something I think over the years, like I've, got reasonably used to in terms of training as well um sometimes having like people really really pushing you but a lot of the time doing like um solo workouts leading races and stuff like that so i definitely definitely got lucky in the end it would have been nice to have gone out to i don't know an arkansas or in a non-covid affected year a boston um for an indoor mile to run a bit quicker but yeah it worked out and speaking of Arkansas, how short do you think that track is? Oh, it's got to be, got to be worth four or five seconds the lap. Yeah, ridiculous. Some <laughs> fast times, some fast times yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah. Um, as as you've sort of been around, like again, Australia, UK, and US, and also wherever else in the world, you've you've been around, and each country probably has quite a big running background. Probably UK and. Um, USA more than Australia because don't think the Twitter athletes kind of very well there sometimes. But what is what, where's been your like favorite place to train like in general? So like what has it all like? Obviously the UK is nice sometimes, yeah. but and also it's kind of rubbish. But then the weather's never too bad. So yeah, taking in all the factors, what's what's your yeah, favorite yeah. place to train? Um, it's a good question. I over the years haven't really done too much serious running in England, so yeah. I haven't really got too much experience like training with a properly good group in england hopefully down the track who knows maybe one day i'll end up here uh full time um but uh, yeah i mean australia was really good australia is what completely got me into running i guess from a yep. pretty young age at school you go through the school system like you're running for your school you're running for you know your region your state that kind of thing um and in more recent years, like I was training with a really like pretty solid group um, before I went out to America. And then last year when I was at home because of Corona, um, I just joined like pretty much like a dad squad, uh, Bert squad, which saying it's a dad squad is a little bit harsh because everyone's like, they've got like 10, 15 guys who can break 15 minutes now. Um, 
maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but probably like 20 guys who will break 16 minutes. So it was a great training group. Um, in terms of like actual living and training and stuff and facilities, I've got to stay America because like running in America, that's kind of like the main reason why I'm there. So I think overall America, but Australia definitely got me into it. And maybe in the future, uh, once I've had a bit more experience in England, um, I would maybe say England, um, but I just haven't really done that much in England. I, I came over a couple of years ago and did a bit of a season over here, ran at England under-23s, ran at Watford Diamond League, as it's commonly known, uh, where I ran a 1,500 PB. Um, and I train in like a decent little group sometimes with my cousins, um, just locally. So, yeah, overall America, though, for the time being. Yeah, I think, I think it goes without saying any D1, maybe even D2 university in America is probably better than, facility-wise, better than anything else you're going to get globally, really, unless it's like like government-sponsored. Like in Paris, they have that massive facility in like Spain, they have Sierra Nevada. But like other than that, you're not no. getting anything close, are you, really? It is um, amazing, yeah. Because like Drake isn't even a – Drake's a tiny school relative to, I don't know, your Oregon's probably – NAU, whatever. The the big schools obviously have really, really have it all. But, but at Drake, like compared to my uni that I went to for a little bit in Australia, man, it's like a complete world of difference. We didn't there's not even technically a team at the uni in Australia. Like no one there's not set training, like nothing like that. People don't go there to run. Whereas in America a lot of people obviously obviously go out there to run. Um yeah. yeah it's got it it's all. Good. It's quite funny that I feel like a lot of these viewers will be actually no, it's probably split this this podcast, but like a lot of our followers are from the US and I don't think they understand quite how different it is in the UK and Australia. Like I yeah. my university is known to be quite sporty. And where do you go? She- university of Sheffield. Oh true. It's not, it's my not, it, really? Yeah, everyone that's so strange. I've so many runners, especially on this podcast, there's always some relation back to the University of Sheffield. It's it's quite strange. Yeah, place to be, um, isn't it? No, Sheffield's definitely not the place to be, especially not for running. It's so hilly. But, like, yeah. we're a sporty university, and other than, like, Loughborough, St. Mary's, and Leeds, probably now, bear in mind their facilities are still nothing compared to anything close to anything in the US. There's no university you can go to what actually has a team where you could train, like, in a solid group, but maybe Birmingham yeah. as well. But, like, I don't train with my university coach because it's more middle distance, but there's, like, a few a few decent national runners. There's probably like, yeah. you're probably talking two international vests between them all. And yeah. bear in mind, that's for England. Like, it's not like it's an international vest in the US where you need to yeah. literally, it's like, this is probably the same as like winning state championships or not even that. And it, it's crazy yeah. that like, I've never been to a, a funded or like facility what I've got for university. And it's just a completely different dynamic. It is really strange. A hundred percent. I think, I think, yeah, a lot of American high schoolers probably and college people take it for granted, maybe a little bit, as in not not really take it for granted, but just kind of like it's it's their norm. Track and field yeah. is huge in America. Like if you're a runner in high school and you're good enough to go to college, you go, you know, you get a half scholarship, full scholarship, whatever you're lucky enough to get. And that's just like the way life goes there. Whereas like in Australia, um, you can't you can't get anything like and. I th- I think England's probably better than Australia, but yeah, America, just the money there. I think it's from college football mostly. Yeah, yeah. 
college football, mad. college basketball, stuff like that. And that's yeah. what I think we need to do here. We need to integrate teams and colleges and stuff because there's just no money in the sport. Like mm. throughout lockdown, we have in the in Sheffield we have four running tracks technically, three, three proper ones, and then a fourth one. What sort of in che- like a bit further out, but like mm-hmm. for like seven eight months, you couldn't get on the track without trespassing. It's yeah, like it's mad, isn't it? It's because like Very... and since COVID, they're like just like oh we can't open it yet because of COVID. Even though they can, they're like oh, we don't want to because it's not making us any money. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of mad. So yeah, pack I out mean, when, but you're not allowed to go and train down at your local track. Literally, you, you yeah. still have to start races in in staggers and stuff like that. Yeah. I was in the call room. I mean, you haven't raced in the UK, but you you can't spit anywhere near the track. Or I'm like. It was it was in Birmingham a few weeks ago for a 10k, 20 odd degrees. We're in the call room. I had I had a massive gulp of water in my mouth. Joe, like you swish it around and spit it out. And as yeah. I had it in my mouth, they're like, "Oh yeah, you can't spit, or else you'll be penalised." And I was like, yeah. "Great." That's so why I had to swallow it all. I pulled out because of stitching that race as well, so we didn't. End yeah, up. it's the officials' fault for that. If you're allowed to spit, yeah, I'll definitely blame I mean, the officials. It could have been. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll blame them, even though it's definitely just me being an absolute idiot. You would have bought that. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, easy. Sub sub twenty nine, <laughs> sub twenty eight for yeah, yeah, I reckon. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Um and I was gonna ask the same applies to racers. Like where's where do you think the best place to race? Like where where do you enjoy racing the most? Um yeah. Definitely not Australia. Um just to put that straight out there. Sorry to all the Australians, but I think most can can agree. Uh nobody nobody runs fast down under. Um well, I mean, you can you can time trial and stuff. Like, I got my friend Luke Luke Bike McCutcheon to pace me through a couple of couple of fifteen hundreds back. Uh, it, he actually paced me to break three forty for the first time in January. But that that I ran three thirty nine, and that was the quickest fifteen hundred on Queensland soil. Uh, obviously not Australian soil. Like Matt Ramston ran a lot quicker. Um, but the quickest fifteen hundred in my state since the Commonwealth Games in twenty eighteen. So. For the last three years, no one in the state has broken 340. Um, again, I loved my season in England a couple of years ago. Uh, really good. I ran 340 uh, at, in Watford. Um, but overall, America, those college races, some of them, you get pros in there. Like, um, And I, I still feel like, to be honest, at Drake, we, we've had some pretty decent opportunities. Like I ran 338 at Drake Relays. Um, but I still feel like I haven't really scratched the surface too much yet in terms of like actually going out to bigger meets. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully this year coming, we'll get to get some bigger meets and get to race some more kind of high profile collegiate athletes and maybe some pros in there. Not the top, top level guys, obviously, but um, yeah, I, I've got to say America for that. The, the lead up races are definitely good. It's funny because you can go from racing these guys from even within like the same state who are phenomenal, but then you can also go to a race and do the triple, the 10,000 meters, the 5,000 meters and the 1500 meters. <laughs> Talk us about that. Cause what yeah. was going through your head when you did that? I, I physically <laughs> don't understand how you yeah, I mean, want to do that. Yeah. Looking back on it, I don't know what was going through my head. Uh, at the time I just wanted to win them all and it ended up paying off, but I was, I still am. I'm still recovering from that. I think I'm still tired. Uh, Obviously not actually, but um, for a good couple of weeks after that, it, it definitely took me a while to recover. Um, the original plan was 10K and 1500 double. Uh, I was 
obviously entered in the 5k as well as soon as I finished the 1500 I was like nah I'm not doing it uh, and then I warmed down and I was like oh I'm gonna do it so I warmed up felt felt decent and decent enough like I was pretty tired um and then I took it out really slow uh my coach said go as slow as you can and I was very very happy with that um and then Kevin Koski the same guy who led the whole 10k pretty much took it on 1200 in he dropped like a 64 for that third lap and I, I went with it, but it was such a shock. Um, and then, yeah, I held on for a bit, got dropped eventually, and then caught him with 300 to go. And yeah, I ended up getting the win. But what was actually going through my head, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. Silly. Definitely. Yeah. But it was fun at the time. It was a good laugh. Was it all in spikes as well? Or did you do the same kind of it? Yeah. Some, a lot of people actually did wear the next percent, but I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Is it, I don't get these rules. Apparently in the US, you can wear next percent for collegiate races, what's not championship. But I don't understand. Like We did a British league, and this just shows, by the way, so the British league, if anyone doesn't know, is the highest level of competition in the UK domestically. And we're in the Premier Division, so it's the highest domestic level of the highest division. And there's just people rocking around with next percents in all the races. And it's like, you're supposed to get disqualified. I don't understand why at the highest level of competition in the UK, you're not getting disqualified for it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, I really don't understand it. Very, uh, very odd. And then Adidas released that shoe, what's 50 millimeters and thought it meant to be under 40. So like, who, yeah. who, who can race in that and who can't? Because like, it, it's yeah. saying like it can be for people who aren't like elites, but like, not be funny, but I, if I rock up to a marathon race and drop like a 211 two or in them, and run the Olympic time. Am I going to get disqualified? But like, what time's the cutoff for like? Yeah, yeah. I'm not so saying I would run that, by the way, but I'm just saying as an example. You never know. You never know. Go out, feel good. You got a few carbon plates in there. Just, yeah, yeah. Jake Smith. Yeah, just pacing it. Yeah, felt great and ended up running 2:11, as you do. He's an absolute nutcase. Five week back training. <laughs> he did an eight minute 3k, and then three days later, 13, did a 13:48 5k. Yeah. Ridiculous. He's an animal. Yeah. He's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. On to some quick fire questions before we get some follower questions. These never end up being that quick fire because people tend to say some dodgy things and it's always like, I need to question about them. So I need to make sure I speak in term of what people understand because I'm not sure if you get in the US, but like whenever I say certain terminologies with people on podcasts of the US, like what on earth are you talking about? Whenever yeah. I say, what's your favorite film? They think I mean like, some weird 1980s yeah and it's oh like so yeah, what's yeah. your favorite movie oh man oh, i really don't watch many i'll go with uh goal remember the classic that oh actually actually i'm gonna change it the in-between is i love it i really one, love it one or the two. first one yeah first one, one definitely even though oh. the second one they come to australia uh definitely the first one was better Manchester, Manchester. That's one of the most I've ever laughed in my entire <laughs> life in a film. Yeah. Oh, it's unreal. It is a great film. Watch, I feel like if I watched it now, though, I wouldn't find it as funny. Like, yeah. I don't know. The Inge, it, It's kind of... I was about to say the Ingebrigtsons. The in-between... Yeah, is, I is, is heard timeless. that coming. I can't keep them out of your mouth. But I, I'm obsessed. I watched that first movie before I even heard about any of the series because uh, it came out in, what, like 2010? And at the time, obviously, I was I was like an eleven year old. It was a little bit shocking, but I was I was all for it. Uh, 
uh, such a funny movie. I've watched all the episodes, like, I don't know, at least a few times each. They're just unreal. It sums up British culture, I'd say, the in-betweeners. Did you hear the Americans did a copy of it? Awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched it. Yeah. I wanted to watch it because I wanted to find it funny because it's not. And I, I couldn't actually find it online. But I saw a trailer for it and... It's because they did The Office well, and then they think they can do everything well. Like, The Office is just <laughs> yeah. they're, they're an exception. They can like, do a lot well. The in-betweeners was not not one of those things. Yeah, it, it's, it's a specific place in British culture, that, because, like, oh, it's just, it's kind of disgusting, the comedy as well. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> linking on to that, favourite TV series. I'm not sure if you're going to say The In-Betweeners for this now as well, but... A hundred percent. But, but, to not be boring, honestly, I I really don't, watch all that much um but i got into uh when i went back to america i i live in an apartment on my own well i did because of corona and i i love it It was a bit of a risk i thought i might get a little bit lonely but i I didn't i love it um but i wanted to keep myself entertained as you do got into a little bit of netflix started watching afterlife with uh ricky gervais and that that was brilliant obviously a bit of a sad storyline but i love that uh saying British comedy, um, yeah, really good. I've never seen that. Uh, I need to watch that because I've been looking for new Netflix series. So I'll, I'll give that a watch because yeah. I've never ever seen it and everyone raves about it all the time. So yeah, as well, bit of a weird one, but the end of the effing world. Um, That's good. On Netflix, that oh, such a yeah binge, so easy to binge. Short episodes, get through it. What's really interesting about that, the second season is in Wales and I once did a British league and we stayed in the, um, the, the place where they stayed and it's meant to it set the scenes in like this like proper like weird places because it's like, it gives you American vibes, doesn't it? Like with the yeah, diner. Completely. Yeah, the and diner, whether, yeah, in that restaurant. Oh, I thought completely. I joined a cult. We, we went there and I was like, what is this? It's like so strange. It's like log cabins next to a river with people singing around the fire. And then that restaurant, it was, it was strange. So, yeah, that's a little, I guess, claim yeah, to yeah. fame. You could have been an extra. Wow. Wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, weirdest, weirdest place ever. <laughs> like, the town next to it is, like, there's probably a few thousand houses and it's just empty. It was so strange. It was so, so strange. But, yeah, just, just little fun facts. But that is, that is a very good series. I, I, both times I've finished that in, like, a day or two. <laughs> yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Um, I'm just trying to read my own handwriting here. Favorite music, musician, genre, artist, whatever you want to go for. Pretty boring again, but uh, pop. Like honestly, when I I haven't driven for like five months now because I haven't been able to drive since I've been out of Australia. Um, I technically think I can drive in America and here, but in America I haven't got a car here. I'm not insured, so I won't be breaking any rules. Uh, but yeah, when I'm when I'm driving, I just pop the radio on uh, to like a I don't know pop sort of station, uh, and generally it's pretty good. But in terms of like artists, I'd say people like Post Malone, Twenty One Pilots, uh, whoever else, AH Elite, yeah. uh, some great music from AH Elite out there. Go. Um, and in America, all the boys are into uh, like Tame Impala, um, a bit more like. I don't know what you'd call it. Not like classical, but like slightly more like 
old school, um, yeah. slightly, slightly different. Um, and I wouldn't say I'm like fully into it. Like I don't get on my phone and have to be listening to it, but it's all right. Yeah. What about British, what about British music? Like a bit of Ed Sheeran and stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Include him in the, uh, in the pop, like Post Malone, Ed Sheeran. Uh, yeah. Whoever else there is. I'm really not good with names of artists and stuff. I'll, I'll very happily listen to it. Um, and talking about like Wes Fly's old intro, like a little bit of Stormzy, some of their, that sort of stuff. Grime. Is it? Grime. Grime. Grime, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the one. It's good from time to time, you know, it's all right. Yeah, Grime, Santan Dave, Dave's new oh. album, he's my favourite. New album, 23rd of July, I can't wait for that. Some really? extra, you always have like nine minute songs, so it's like great to just bop on a longer and stuff. Because I always yeah. think like, if I'm doing a tempo, I did one yesterday uh, on Sunday in the heat, and I was like, a seven minute song came on, I was like, after this song, I've only got like a mile left, so I'm, I'm, li- I'm living Perfect. life. But, Perfect. I hadn't yeah. heard of him actually until a couple of years ago when, that Alex got up at Glastonbury. Yeah. And that was unreal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, but, he's amazing. As you could probably tell by that behind me, that is in fact him. I am literally speaking. That is kind of weird, actually. Wow. Huh? Wow. Do you draw yeah. that? No, I wish I drew that. I'm, I'm useless at drawing. <laughs> the only thing I've ever drawn is like an Iron Man. I, I watched a YouTube tutorial on how to draw Iron Man. And wow. it took me about five hours to trace something. But don't talk <laughs> about that. Um, Not bad. What, what's your uh, favourite pre-race food? Um, I used to be really like pedantic with this and have to get it right. But, uh, since going to America, I've tried to be a bit more relaxed. Sometimes I'll just have like a plain bagel. Uh, but recently I've been a bit more good with like having two soft white wraps, uh, with peanut butter and honey. Yeah. But the night before always like pasta if I can. Sometimes I'll like have pizza if I'm not that worried, like, couple of races in america i ended up having pizza a bit rogue bit bit naughty but um i don't know i feel like you can't really get too worried with your food i guess like a couple of hours before you want to make sure that you're eating properly um but the night before i never really think is gonna properly affect you too much um especially for like 1500 you just want to yeah. be like full i'd rather be full than empty yeah yeah as long as you've got some fats carbs in you it don't really matter does it it's about what you eat for weeks and weeks before what matter yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I'm going to set the scene. Have you ever done a British cross-country race, a proper British cross-country race? I just want to set the scene here. Never, but okay. I can imagine. I've done a couple of muddy ones in America. It's still okay. probably nothing on, nothing on here. But. You've, you, I'm guessing you've seen a few. You've like seen what they're like. So I just want to... So I'm going to ask you what your favourite post-race meal is, but I want to like set the scene. Like You've just done like a, a muddy, muddy cross-country race, 10K... What are you having that night? No races coming up soon. What are you going? What are you gonna have? Always like a big, big filthy burger, fries loaded up, um, Coke. I, I rarely drink Coke, um, but yeah. Oh, after the National Mile Indoor, we went to a place called Water Burger in America. Yeah. I don't think they don't exist in Australia. They don't exist. Uh, well, it's American. Um, yeah. And that was my first time going there. Uh, and I literally got like a triple, triple something burger. Just anything, anything like that. A big filthy burger, a load of chips, a Coke, sometimes an ice cream. Um, yeah. And we went and played mini golf that night. So it was, yeah, great night in Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas. Is that literally just, is it just like complete wasteland everywhere? Arkansas or is it Honestly, just like... 
I loved it. I was getting like really English countryside vibes from that. Like when really? we were driving from the airport. Yeah, yeah, honestly. When we were driving from the airport to where we were staying in Fayetteville. Um, yeah, I loved that drive. It was like kind of pretty like farmy overall. But when we got when we got to the hotel, I went out for a jog. I was like on a golf course. The sun was out. It was, it was really nice. Like I'd, I'd compare that to like a cool English summer's day, like in the countryside. Obviously, some of Arkansas is probably awful, but you get that with all places. I, I loved it. And my coach was like, what do you mean? This is, this is awful. But it was, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I, whenever I think American countryside, I just think like just proper waste, absolute nothing for miles and miles of just dry grass and forests and scary. like Because all, all the horror films, what we watch here, like base where someone just goes on a drive in the middle of the woods in America and then gets murdered or something. It's, it's never a oh, nice yeah. thing to be in the countryside of America, but I can't imagine that's exactly true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we flew down to Arkansas, but we, we drive to a lot of places and when you drive away from Drake, pretty much whatever direction you go in about 10 minutes after leaving our campus, you have cornfields for hours, hours, Nebraska going. I drove with friends from, Iowa, where Drake is, to Colorado once. You go through Nebraska. It is the most boring state. It's got to be, like, the most boring state in America. Nothing. It's a straight line from Iowa to Colorado through Nebraska, and you literally just... Yeah, it's pretty boring. Well, I'm amazed with... We we did a podcast with Craig, actually, our first podcast, and we called him before, like, to speak to him, and he said he was on the, in a van, like... I think he was in Nebraska, actually, and I was like... How have you got signal? If it's as, how do they have signal everywhere in the US? I swear it's everywhere. And in the UK, if you drive two minutes into the countryside, you've not got bars for like hours. And I don't, I don't yeah, understand yeah. how that's an actual thing. Must be America, those baby. Elon Musk Great satellites and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Best know. country in the world. Yeah, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be out in the countryside without without signal. You get you get murdered, as you were saying. You gotta have that signal. Imagine just breaking down on the motorway in America, or even Australia. Imagine make breaking down in Australia, like in the in between us. Yeah, yeah, they're in the outback. Oh, you're in big trouble out there. Yeah, you know Australia's got outback. one of like the biggest. I'm pretty sure the biggest wild camel population in the world. You've got ten thousand camels there. I've never seen one. It's like, have you? Ever, don't you have like lots of kangaroos? But like, don't you ever see kangaroos as well? Or you, is that? I'd compare a kangaroo to like a. Um, Pigeon. <laughs> a what? A pigeon. <laughs> Not quite that common. You, yeah, you walk down into town, just you got a load of kangaroos jumping about. Kangaroos. Yeah, probably like a, what do you have here? Deer? Or like a, um, oh man, I can't even think. Like a, a badger, more deer. Badger, badger. I was going to say beaver, but I was like, it's not, it's not a beaver. A badger, but probably like double, double badgers. As yeah, you twice as often. So, so on, the scale of, on the scale of like badger to pigeon, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Or well, more towards the badger side of things, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Badgers are scary. It, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I've seen one. Bigger than, see the bigger than you think. Yeah. The badgers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you go out to find kangaroos, you will find them. You just mm. got to be in the right places. Yeah. And will they like box you up there and then just like... 
Oh, always, a lot of them. Yeah, they're always up for a fight. No, no, they generally just hop away. Uh, I don't know if you have seen the video though, How to Catch a Kangaroo. There's this like no. proper Aussie guy. He he goes, all right, this is How to Catch a Kangaroo. And he literally walks up to the kangaroo, puts a bag over its head and it just falls into the bag. I've never tried it, but if you haven't seen that video, uh, go and check it out. And one day, uh, if Australia ever opens its borders again, um, everyone can go and catch all the wild kangaroos there. I don't think I'm ever going to go to Australia because I hate flying and I hate spiders. <laughs> yeah, so. everything, everything you see there will, will kill you. Yeah, no, it's really not Especially like Matt Anderson. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you don't. He'll box you, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't yeah. want to get liked to get on the wrong side of Matt Ramson, which probably ain't good saying that he's the third best out of them three, but just going back. But yeah, Australia scares me. So does America. Like, I'm, I'm currently thinking, like, looking at universities to go for the Masters. And mm. it's like, are you a state what has rattlesnakes in? Yes or no? If yes, I'm not going there. And stuff like that. <laughs> it's just like, how yeah, many things yeah. can kill me? Even yeah. though I ne- I've never heard of a, a college student getting killed by a rattlesnake. In yeah, the, yeah. There probably is, but like, don't disrespect anyone, but like, I've never heard of any. It's a lot more uncommon than it seems to be. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like the UK, everything's tame here. Like literally the most de- deadly thing, I think, is like a, an adder. I've never seen one. Oh. No, never, but I thought one. you were going to say a swan there. Can't believe you didn't. Oh, uh, swan, geese, geese at the minute. I've got a story. Yeah, this morning I was out for my run. Turned, I, was, I did like 9K, five and a half miles, straight out and back along the canal. On the way out, it's a really narrow path, but on the way out, completely fine. Turned around four and a half K and was coming back. Had about half a mile to go, about 800 to go. Was running towards a, a swan, a mum or dad swan with about six babies, cygnets. Uh, and as I approached, I was like, all right, I'm just going to sneak around. I'll, it's a narrow path, but I'll get through. It literally put its wings up and started hissing at me. And I, I literally got towards it and I turned around and went back. And then Swamp. some kid was coming along. He was like, oh, I'll, um, I'll hold my bag and we can, we can get past it. And we stood in front of him for about five minutes. I got five minutes of elapsed time on, on my Strava. Uh, but eventually, eventually we got through unscathed. He was, he was looking ready for it, though. See, swans and geese. So geese sort of give the big talk. Like, they're in massive groups. They always hiss at you when you run past, but they never actually have the facilities to do anything. They're, like, they're a bit small. But swans, yeah. oh, I, I, I could Once, have you ever been to Centre Parks? And the, people in the UK know, like, Centre Parks is, like, yeah. all, there's, yeah. it's, like, cabinet. And there's a few, there's always swans there. And yeah, once yeah. I, was on a, I was on a run, and I was trying to do laps of this, this thing. And every single time I did a lap, it was probably like a mile. This swan was in the exact same position and chased me. And it was so funny on my Strava because it was like a massive spike. I think I always ran like sub yeah. four mile in for like 100 meters just because, yeah, swans. That are, I, hate, I hate them. I hate swans yeah. so much. But they if are. you, I feel like it's treason to say that because like doesn't the queen own all the swans or something. So if, oh, if you box up a swan, the queen's going to yeah, yeah. find out. Wow. I would never hurt a swan, even though, yeah. Definitely, I, I would hurt a swan. I would definitely hurt a swan. I don't <laughs> so care. Wide. I'm too even, scared to, though. Yeah, um, even unprovoked, I go up behind it. I'd how to catch a swan. I need to watch that video to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I there'll be an them. Australian video on that. Definitely, Probably not. We hardly have them. Uh, do you have, you have swans? Is that a stupid question? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we do. I That's feel so like... strange. 
I feel. I really up. don't think we do. I, I've been out of the country too long. I'm pretty sure. Oh, if I'm wrong, this is very embarrassing. But I can't remember seeing one. Do you have pigeons? Yeah, but they're different. I don't know. It's so strange. I find that weird. We have we have parrots now. Like in the UK, there's parrots because they got released. They got released. Oh, that's mad. And they wow. were in London, but now they're, they're now they're pretty much everywhere. Like you, wow. you probably see there's some in Leeds. I think there's definitely some in oh, Sheffield cool. as well. So, well, yeah, I'll be back next week. This time next week, yeah. I've, I've lost, I've lost my train of thought now. Now we're talking about swans. Favorite workout. Favorite workout. That's the next quick fire question. This is what okay. I meant, by the way. Quick fire questions. They never quick fire, but yeah, yeah. I'll go with it. Taking probably ten minutes to get through what three. Um, yeah. But favorite workout. Um, Honestly, I I really genuinely think I prefer the longer stuff. Um, a year or two ago, I definitely would have said something short and sharp, um, quick track stuff. But I think now, like tempos, I really really got into them in Australia. Um, yeah. Like that that year last year, the COVID year was so good for me. I got a lot of kind of strength workouts in with a guy in particular, Kieran Perkins. Me and him would kind of push each other for. I don't know, half an hour tempos, half an hour builds where you build every 10 minutes. Um, longer stuff like that, even though you hurt for a lot longer, I feel like you genuinely feel like you benefit a lot more from it, even as a 1500 runner now. Um, but as well, during track season, I still love being able to run a few quick 200s, 300s, fours, fives, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I think going to America has definitely made me enjoy the longer stuff a little bit more, even though it can be horrible. I feel like long stuff, you always feel like you get a benefit out of like a huge benefit. It's, it's a strange one. Cause I feel like after a speed session, if it's really hard, like 30 minutes after you feel like you've done some amazing work, but during the speed session, it's too painful to, you, know, oh, you, you, you hate awful. Yeah, um, yeah. But like long stuff, if it's like fresh old pace, it's like, this is nice and chilled sort of, but then also you feel like you're doing a lot. Yeah, I'm going to back you up there. I reckon, I reckon long stuff's definitely yeah. my favourite as well. I'm just looking at some follow questions because I've got one more quick fire question, but I was just trying to... Someone asked a question, but I can't find it. Was It was related to training, but I'm sure I'll find it in a second. But yeah. the last quick fire question I've got is, who's your running crush? It can be anyone. <laughs> if you don't want to say it, I can bleep it out. Can't guarantee oh, that man. I definitely will, but... Uh, oh, there's a few... I don't know. Uh, Jen Jen, uh, Steeple Squigs. That's that's a very very common answer, but yeah, that's fair. That's Jen, I don't know her, but she's Australian. I I think yeah, you can't. So you just like steeplechasers, basically. Yeah. Jen, yeah, Jen and Colleen, both steeplechasers. Yeah, yeah. steeplechase, steeplechase only. Yeah. No, fair enough. Know. That's it. What about fair you? Enough. None that. No, because this is none that I could say on the podcast without people knowing. Like, because most of them are like who you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh well. Yeah. 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 Sydney oh, McLaughlin is probably Sydney McLaughlin and Nessa Frazier, probably the famous ones. All the others. Sydney McLaughlin will be listening to this actually. So. Ah, if she was listening to this, come on the podcast, please, um, and give me some money because she earns like two million a year from from New <laughs> yeah. Balance. So. Yeah, but yeah, I can't see any of us on the podcast. Like maybe yeah, behind yeah. closed doors, but uh, yeah, we've all got those. That's just reminding me. You you were at a party with Ben Crawford. Uh, what was that after party? nationals? 
cool that sounds. Yeah, I was. Uh, in between his reference, though. Yeah, has to be done. How was that party? So, without giving any names away, uh, there was, well, I mean, it's typical post-national sort of stuff. All the Oregon boys were there. Um, that was mad. I, I didn't make it to the national 1500 final. And, um, yeah, there was something happening literally the night of the heats. Um, and I thought, I'm, I'm in Oregon. Like, Ben Crawford's there. None of the, obviously, none of the 1500 guys were there after the heats who were in the final, but after the final, um, I'm pretty sure I, I was looking back at it. I think either seven or eight of the 12 national 1500 finalists were there. Um, so four weren't, you could go through the list and try and work out who was there, who wasn't, but maybe five weren't. Um, but it was, it was good fun. It was good to do because a lot of them I'd never really met properly or like talked to. Um, and yeah, it, I was flying to England like three, three days after that probably. So thought, yeah, go out, meet a few of the guys, enjoy Oregon while I'm here. And yeah, met Ben Crawford for the first time. So that was legend. Cool. legend. Legend. Yeah. And I got my uh, new gen shirt. Oh, where is it? Oh, you've got one. I actually said to Ben, I should have asked you to bring me mine. Yeah, because... I, saw, I saw that comment actually, but yeah. Uh, no free ads, actually. You, there's no new generation shirts here. It's just if yeah, Ben if Ben yeah, wants uh, us to promote new gen, not that we not that he needs us to, yeah. then we're gonna have I don't to. Have have to we'll never have one of those. Yeah, yeah. what they sell shirts? Yeah. I haven't heard anything since the magazine. No, but like I was meant to go out um, for nationals as well, and then I couldn't because I can't fly back. Well, actually, it might be different now. Now you're flying back, but there's something called national interest exemption. So like I could only fly if I was like. A really high-profile journalist, so it would make them like lots of money. So I like I couldn't go because I was meant mm -hmm. to come out for nationals and stuff. But but hopefully wow. out going out for the pre-classic, which should be fun. So maybe we'll oh, be flying out at the same time. I'll, yeah, try, yeah. I'll try and get on your flight or something. Yeah, yes. See you there straight to Chicago. Is that where it's going to? Is it? Most people know Chicago. Not many know Des Moines, but yeah, yeah. I've never heard of Des Moines. Don't know what Des Moines is. <laughs> All right. These, these is where the podcast gets a bit spicy because I've not read any of these follow questions. Anything's um, weird, you'll have to edit out. Yeah, yeah. If, if I say something or like, we'll just skip it. Um, <laughs> and I don't know how many. The problem is I don't know if there's inside jokes on these. So sometimes I ask okay. a question because some people just ask weird questions and I'm like, yeah, yeah. This, if this is not an inside joke, then it's just a really strange question. Um, right, first one. What's it like being related to the wet wipe Miles Clisham? Well, I genuinely am related to him. Uh, I, I've never heard the term wet wipe, uh, but he's, he's gone from being like a 404, 1500 guy to a 351 over the last few months. Uh, he's running well. Uh, so to be related to him in the form of cousins. Privilege. It's a privilege, yeah, would you say? Privilege. Yeah. Actually, he's the main reason I'm going up to Leeds. That's fair. Yeah, his brother had gone up. Someone who asked that, what is from Leeds? So, like, he, he goes to Leeds University, so I'm, I'm guessing that's why he asked. Someone asked yeah. who's winning in a race between me and you over 5,000 metres. I've already replied to that, saying we don't need to answer that, so we're going to move on to the next yeah. question. <laughs> um, I know what that means. Maybe 5,000 metres on road. Who knows? It might be a yeah. bit closer, but 5K on track, especially at the minute. I'll I still want to on the road. 
you know, I get a few questions about that. Can you remove the spikes and wear them on concrete? Absolutely. They're if it wasn't for the pl- if it wasn't for the plate, you actually would be able to. But the, the yeah, yeah. not the plate, the, oh, the, uh, the outside yeah. bit. In fact, I've got some new dragonflies. I'm wearing them today for the first time, which is going to be going to be very exciting. Yeah. Favorite place to run in Des Moines. Des Moines is that the place we were just talking about? Des Moines, yeah, yeah. Uh, named after some French people, I think. Uh, Got to be the Coon Raccoon River Park. Uh, it's like a 5k loop, mostly on gravel, around a lake. Yeah, it's pretty nice there. Or the famous Drake Stadium. You can't really, can't really go wrong with that. Drake Relays is one of the first ever American events I've ever heard of in track and field, which is wow. yeah. pretty crazy. And it's where the mile finished, isn't it, as well? And started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Started. Well, they ran on the road. They ran through our campus for the first, like, it was strange. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, basically did a half road, half mile. How can you even call that? I don't understand that, to be honest. There's, I'm sure there's many, many mile loops you can do in the US. What are the faster oh, yeah. and stupid. Yeah. Um, favorite running track? Just a nice and easy one for you there. Even though I didn't run how I wanted to, uh, Hayward. Oh, yeah. it's unreal. Or Watford. Watford Diamond League, that was cool. But Hayward Field, yeah. Anyone who's been there. Anyone who's yeah. seen it. Iconic, isn't it? Yeah. Someone's just put bike in exclamation marks. Um, Is that, that's not Luke? Luke bike? No. Nope. It's nah. someone called Joe. Uh, oh, nice. Bike? Yeah. <laughs> Someone's, I think, it's obviously referring to Luke, but I mean, yeah. Someone put a foggy doggy running with Mog on a bike being rode by a wet bat. <laughs> that's got to be Matt Hanser. Nope. It's called Joel. Joel. Joel, he's Joel Solomon? Yeah, Joel Solomon. That's wow. I, uh, I honestly wouldn't recognise this guy, but, which sounds very harsh. Sorry, Joel. I know he's from somewhere near me in Australia, but yeah. Matt Hansen, Kieran Saul, Luke Bike McCutcheon. Uh, yeah, there's really no meaning to it. Just jog with Mog, with Cog, with Bike, <laughs> with a wet bag. Fog. Yeah, just as many G's as you can. Yeah. What's your middle name? Is, is there anything exciting what you could relate to Og in any way, shape or form? William. So, Bill. Fog. Bowerman. Og. I don't know. Nah. Not exciting. Well, yeah. Foggy. No, okay. No, I'm not creative enough. Um, someone's just said, you fog. Thank you. You are fog. Um Fog dog, do you like Vegemite? And this was from the legend Isaac Bibble. Yuck. No. Like, do you like Marmite here? You probably never do. tried it. I'm not, no, I'm wait, not really? a big fan of. Con- I don't have condiments very often. I'm quite boring wow. when it comes to condiments. So no. okay. Well, oh, Vegemite. No way. I've tried it a few times. I've tried Marmite before, but oh, yeah, it's awful. I don't know. How, I really don't understand how anyone can like it. Anything with mar- might, it just sounds strange. Like Marmite is a horrible name. Yeah. Why would you want to eat something? Yeah. Um, yeah. What is your biggest claim to fame other than meeting Ben Crawford? <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Um, God, uh, biggest claim to fame. I, <laughs> I don't know. What can it be? Uh, 
meeting Cole Hocker. <laughs> yeah, that is so so awful. But I mean, the kid's gonna go out and win the Olympics. So yeah, I met I met Radisha as well. That's Radisha. that's my that is one. Actually, I I just want to brag a bit. I um I replied to Mo Farah's story the other day, as I've done many times in the past. Yeah, replied, so I'm now in Mo Farah's DMs, and we've spoken yeah, yeah. a few times already. Wow. Just think about that. And he's called me bro. Mo Farah's called me bro. That is um, impressive. Well, he's called Traxter bro, so it's, it's a bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. He means you. Yeah, he knows who I am, definitely. Um, Locke Rayner. I'm guessing it's Lachlan Rayner then, I'm guessing. Lachlan, I'm, not sure if yeah, he's yeah. I'm not sure if he's related to Jack Rayner, but he's just put goals, question mark. Oh, same as most people. Everyone wants to, you know... Next year is a huge year. Um, I've officially transferred from Australia to England GB uh, for my for my running. I mean, I've got to make a national team first. I really wanted to make European under-23s this year. And looking at how it ended up going, I feel like I could have been on that team, maybe. Strange race. Um, Strange race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for next year, it'd be, it'd be so cool to make one of those international teams. Um, but first and foremost, I want to get back to America. I want to make national cross in America. Um, I've only had one cross country season properly in America before. Um, so hopefully this year can make national cross, make nationals indoor, outdoor, um, maybe finish a little bit higher up than fourth indoor, maybe make the final outdoor, hopefully definitely make the final outdoor. Um, yeah. And then after that, after college, Whatever happens, keep just keep yeah, keep the fog dog going. Uh, get, get a, a few... get a video with a video collab with Trackstar. That's the number. One maybe goal. coming soon. Who knows? Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe sooner than people realise. I don't know yet. Maybe sooner than <laughs> we realise. We'll have to wait and see because we will only be thirty-five minutes away. So, Ooh. who knows? Um, what? When will you find some running routes? Hopefully that has context, because if not, then it's just a normal question. But when will you find some run routes? Uh, as in, like, when will I decide where I'm going to run? Does that mean? That can be taken a couple of different ways, I think. Uh, I just thought you'd know an inside bit of who, who conversation. Louis B. No idea, but, um, well, uh, okay, he might follow me on Strava, and... Anyone who follows me on Strava at the moment while I've been in England will probably see that pretty much every day I go out and I come back on the greenway. It is it is unreal. Like if you if you're doing a long run here, the greenway is like five miles long, probably just over. So I try and like do a little loop around so that I get to the greenway, depending on how far the run is, and then I just yeah. run out back on the greenway. Um, I don't need to find any other running routes. I am more than happy with that and this morning for a slightly shorter run out and back along the canal um yeah i'm very happy with that where are you go where are you in leeds without giving away your exact location which part of, of leeds are you in do you know i don't know the exact address but i think uh i think headingly near oh, yeah. nice near, um, nice. Oh, near leeds back near and stuff. yeah it's, like, it's nice yeah i filmed the race a few months ago there and I got lost on a long run and I ended up doing 25k in the midweeks. It wasn't long run, so it was just a midweek run. And 
the hills I had to go up because I just didn't have a clue where I was going. So I was, just, yeah, it's not. <laughs> but it's a nice place to train. Really nice for place to train. A mileage man like you, yeah. Oh, got lost. Ended up running twenty five k. Whoops. Works out well. I should have done thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Should have. Um, and the final follow question I'm going to ask because some of these are inappropriate. Um, what distance are you racing at the 2024 Paris Olympics? Uh, by then, I'll hopefully put on a bit more muscle and I'll just be in the shot put. So, yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I'll still be a 1500 runner, but. Thank you. Yeah, maybe, maybe a five, maybe a 10, maybe the marathon. Who knows? That's. Spice of life, isn't it? You never know what's around the corner. Uh, marathon debut? <laughs> no. But, uh, Sorry, my mum's just shouting me. I'm going to leave this in the podcast, but I'm just going to mute myself for a second. Brilliant. <laughs> I am back. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I, I could see you in the marathon. I could see you in the marathon, definitely. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Give One it day. two years. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe 2025 world champs. If yeah, seriously, if I, if I did make Paris, uh, which obviously would be very, very cool and very, very difficult, I think my best chance by then will probably possibly be the 5K. 13-12. Yeah. Is, that, is that the qualification? Right now, it's, yeah, 13-13.5. I, I feel like when you, can, sorry, when you can run sub-340, you sort of set yourself up for have the pace to like be able to handle the laps and laps of like... 62s which is kind of what you need to do to be able to feel comfortable at like some faster laps Crazy. get a few 3k's in there as well yeah yeah so so, so the 5k or marathon in in paris <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm going to finish off some deeper questions if that's all right so the first one is 10 years time where do you, where do you see yourself what 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 would you want to look back 10 years time and see oh man i I remember watching the Wes fly one of this and it's like, was it you who asked this or was it, did he do it on a different thing? Yeah, yeah I asked it. I asked it. And yeah. Be a millionaire. I'm going to own three properties. I'm going to, Wes fly is going to be the biggest name in the game. Uh, no. That, that was a good impression. That's a good accent. Yeah, yeah. And betas are wimps. Yeah. Alphas only. Uh, no, nah, I don't know. 10 years, hopefully. <laughs> still running uh, uh that wasn't a very good impression to be fair but still running uh probably moved up in distance definitely by then um yeah i don't know uh hopefully have made a couple of teams well a few teams by by the time i'll be 32 by then um yeah if i'm not running decent job family maybe i don't know i don't know who knows yeah. I'm ready for the marathon uh, in yeah. 2032. Is that right? Yeah, 2032. You'd be at the Olympics somewhere. I don't think it's been announced yet, but somewhere you'd be Brisbane. doing the marathon. Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Is it's it in Brisbane? Brisbane? Yeah, yeah. My hometown in Australia. God, yeah. I don't want to be doing the marathon in Brisbane then. That, no, that wouldn't be very yeah, nice. Yeah, when we did the Gold Coast, they started at like 8 a.m. or something ridiculous and it was boiling. That's where Callum Hawkins, like, I thought he was going to die that day. That was, yeah. Oh, it was bad. It, it was really bad. He, I feel so sorry for Cam Hawkins pulling out of that. Uh, well, not pulling out, collapsing when he was yeah. on for a win easy, and then also coming fourth at the world at the world champs when he did that comeback. That's honestly one of my favourite races to watch ever, yeah. and he just yeah just fell short. But yeah, who knows? Maybe in Tokyo, 
Oh, never know. Maybe in Tokyo he can uh, yeah. have the medal. Yeah. I could not do a marathon in that heat, though. Like, I feel like in like Doha, Australia, they need to start the marathon either like 12 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, or like yeah. 4 in the morning, which doesn't help people's what... sleep schedules. But it's Well, more for the Australians. That would work pretty well. Unless you're in Melbourne Track Club. They train at like 10 in the morning. I, I was getting up at like 4 most days when I was in Australia. Yeah. Bert squad, uh, they train so ridiculously early. We'd meet at 10 to 5 pretty much every day. Nuts. I remember watching yeah. some videos and you you were shouting morning brother across cars at like <laughs> 10 to 5 and it's yeah. like, more people asleep? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were completely. That's what made it funny. Uh, Luke would turn up in his car, get out, morning brother. It's like half four in the morning. Yeah. Oh, I bet you're hated. A little bit of trouble a few times for that, but yeah, it's Worth it. You gotta do it. You you got if you're not saying morning brother before a, a morning session or run, what's what's the point? Yeah, completely, it's... completely agreed. And the final question I do have for you is one thing you could change about the sport, what would it be? Kind of a cliche question, but you can oh. go as wild as you want with it. I don't know. I always struggle with this kind of thing. because uh, like obviously there's a lot that could be changed. Um I think the it's so easy to just say like the publicity that running gets and like it'd be nice it'd be really nice if runners i was saying to my friend the other day imagine if runners made as much as like footballers and obviously everyone says they're not in it for the money and like i'm not but it, it would make your life a lot easier you know retire at 35 or whatever you retire at and you're set for life whereas name a runner who can do that um yeah i don't know True. <laughs> yeah, the answer is always Jakob. Uh, Kessler as well, by the looks of things. And I think Moo, but we, we can't leak yeah. too many details on They're that. They're few and far between though, aren't they? Like, yeah, um, definitely. If, if there was a way to... And I think like people like yourself with, with pages like Trackstar, getting a load of different people involved who know a load of different people who have loads of people looking up to them... Um, over time, that's obviously going to build a lot more traction for the sport. And America's doing it really well with their, you know, collegiate system and the name, Im- image and likeness thing that's come out now, which means that collegiate athletes can make a little bit of money. Um, yeah. I don't really know what would even have to change, but you get, you kind of get what I'm saying. And it's probably what like most people who are, who are in track would say. Um, yeah. I don't know. Oh, as well, if they could take like 10 people per country to the Olympics, that would be nice. That that would probably be the thing I'd change, actually. Because then... Yeah, real, even if it was like, add like a 3K in or like a distance medley relay and like then like a cross-country relay as well. Like that, I feel like that'd be pretty... Or like a road relay. If you could add yeah. a few relays in there, that'd definitely help, I think, for distances. Because like sprints, they can take, what, like... Oh, loads go, don't they? Four, yeah. four, four, eight. Like, six yeah. for a relay and stuff like that so it's yeah. like yeah that would be pretty nice. sad going to the olympics for the relay and then not even getting to run but well you get the kit and olympic. you get to say you're an olympian yeah 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 definitely it is so i'd definitely take it I'd, I'd take it it's like sitting on the bench in a football match it's like well no yeah. it's not quite like that because you're getting hundreds yeah, of yeah. thousand pounds a week but similar similar situation yeah um, yeah and Finally, then, since you are, you this is like we've been slacking on the podcast. As soon as you're sort of our first podcast guest back, do you want to say anything, call out anyone, or just the floor is yours? 
speak to potential sponsors now you can get money tied yeah. to you whatever you want to anyone, say you've got anyone you've got wants to work with me uh the dms are open uh adam underscore fog on instagram uh actually yeah you putting that story up earlier i think i went up like four or five followers so cool. thank you very much numbers. i know i know what number yeah really Should i see how many people have clicked on your profile because you can, then you can see what your follower you can see what your follower ratio was seeing of uh conversion rate so let me see how many people actually clicked on your profile to see wow if it, if drum roll so you only got four or five followers and 500 people so far have clicked on your Instagram. It might username. be more than four or five, but probably not more than 10, honestly. You need to, need to, you need to be conversion game then because cle- clearly people are clicking and they're not liking what they see. Wow. I don't know. That, how. that is heartbreaking. But um, yeah. Uh, well, thanks to the few people who did follow me. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Calling someone out? Nah, I'm not gonna call anyone out. Uh, I don't wanna, don't wanna make any enemies. Uh, but yeah, I haven't got much to say. I don't know. I just wanted to stick it on you, to be honest, because it's you can never say anything. It's proper awkward way to end the podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. what's anyone ever meant to say? But yeah, um, it is it has been a pleasure of having you on, and I appreciate you coming on because we were meant to do it yesterday, and but neither of us, I think both of us were just like didn't well, say anything and then we're like <laughs> t- tomorrow's the podcast brother is that exactly exact what we said yeah, yeah. Brother. No, no, no. sorry it's I, uh, brother. I i was up for it yesterday i was waiting all day for that message and it just said it didn't come through sent, sent. yeah yeah true. it's all right it's a popular page i understand probably get a lot of dms <laughs> i was happy waiting um but yeah no it's been good it's been a been a pleasure yeah um absolute pressure again pressure Anyone who is listening who wants to sponsor you, you can actually now make money. So I'm speaking to Articon because they seem to support everyone. Make yeah. a fog dog bracelet. And Harrier, if you're listening, make a fog dog t-shirt. That actually, in fact, no, we're going to do that. And didn't, no, actually, yeah, I'm not going to say that. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll speak after this and we'll get a fog dog t-shirt sorted or something along those lines. Lovely. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening, guys. And see you later. Goodbye. Thank you. I don't know how to end this recording. This is going to be on the podcast as well. Uh, 